really when you do it right, it's, it's pretty much a carnivore approach as well. You're yeah. just eating animal proteins, so right? You know, leaner animal proteins with little fat, no carbs. Yeah. And what they always come back to us with is, I can't even eat all the food on your meal plan. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutritionist, and I'm the host on this podcast. And I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself. And on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. Hey friends, on this bonus podcast, I am replaying an interview I did about a year ago with Craig Emmerich. He is the author of the book Keto. His wife, Maria Emmerich, has a whole bunch of different books. She is amazing with recipes. He's really amazing with uh, with science and data. And uh, it was a really, really interesting interview. He um, he follows more of a carnivore approach, a very meat-heavy keto diet, ketogenic diet approach. And he goes over a lot of the reasons why he follows that and why he, he and his wife have seen great results. He struggled with Lyme disease. His wife with, um, she had, what is it? Uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, so PCOS. And they've been able to heal naturally They're doing fantastic on a more of a meat-centric ketogenic diet and lifestyle. So I think you'll find this this interview very interesting. We talk about nutrient density concepts. We talk about something called a protein-sparing fast, uh, protein-sparing modified fast. So some really good information here. I think you'll really enjoy it, my interview here with Craig Emmerich. And this was from my... Uh, my Keto Edge Summit, which was a, a compilation of interviews I did with some of the top keto experts. So um, enjoy the podcast. And if you could take some time and leave a review, um, that would be really helpful. That's that's a great compliment to me. And it's a great way to, um, you know, really, we don't ask for much. And so, um, you know, it's a great way of giving me a tip in a sense for putting out this content. So thanks so much for your reviews. And onto the podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Keto Edge Summit, where we are dispelling the myths, helping you overcome the hurdles, and empowering you to get a super edge in life through the ketogenic lifestyle. I'm your host, Dr. David Jockers, and excited about this interview because we're going to talk all about how to do a ketogenic cleanse, how to leverage the power of ketosis to help cleanse and detoxify your body. And my guest is Craig Emmerich. He is the author of the book, Keto, The Complete Guide to Success on the Ketogenic Diet. And his wife, Maria, is a best-selling ketogenic author as well. She's written many different ketogenic books. She is um, a famous health and nutrition and recipe, keto recipe blogger. And she wrote a book called The 30-Day Ketogenic Cleanse. And so today, Craig and I are going to dive deep into that topic. We're going to talk really about how to cleanse your body. We're going to talk about a concept called oxidative priority. We're going to talk about micronutrients. 
We're going to talk about how, how to do a protein sparing modified fast. Really excited for this. I know you guys are going to get a ton of value out of this interview. So without further ado, let's jump right to the interview. All right, Craig, well, welcome to the Keto Edge Summit. Excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've been a fan of you and, and Maria's work for some time. And, and tell us, tell the, the audience about how you guys found the ketogenic lifestyle and what it's meant to your life. It started with Maria. I think in a lot of marriages, uh, relationships, a lot of times it's the woman that ends up going down the path first. And then maybe the guy comes along later, like I did. But um, Maria had always struggled with issues, uh, whether it was her weight. She also had IBS, acid reflux, PCOS, as she was, you know, a teenager. And she was started getting, quote, healthy and doing the right things, which she was told at the time, like, you know, healthy whole grains and eating low fat and working out more. And she got to the point where she was even running marathons and just wasn't getting results, not with her weight or with, you know, improving your health. And so she went to college and she studied nutrition and exercise science there. And a lot of the same information she was getting. And she's like, I'm already doing this and it's not working. And around that same time, uh, we had a, a puppy that got sick and we took her into the vet. And the first thing the vet asked was, what are you feeding her? And we, she never heard that from a doctor. With all the issues she had, the doctor never asked, what are you eating? And so she started looking at, okay, let's see if there's another way that food can help me. And she researched and, and eventually started writing books, you know, on what she was finding. And that led her down this path where she changed her diet and started following a ketogenic type of lifestyle. Her PCOS reversed, her IBS and S reflex were gone. She lost the extra weight she had and she, you know, she was no longer running marathons. She actually reduced that kind of activity and, and all, saw all these results. And so she knew this is a better way and started te uh, working with clients. Myself, I, I, my background's in electrical engineering and I was a little harder to come along. I brewed my own beer and, you know, I was uh, a little tougher for me to transition. But when I saw the success she was having, the, you know, not having that afternoon slump, the mental clarity, I started just transitioning myself uh, a couple years later. Absolutely. And so uh, obviously she saw these profound results and you guys have been coaching. I mean, you've coached yeah. thousands of people at this point. So what kind of results are you seeing when people follow a ketogenic approach, particularly a well-formulated approach, which is obviously what you guys teach. It's full of micronutrients. Yeah. So one of the things, you know, when she approached this, she approached it from a science basis. You know, what what can I find from from the science and information that I can use to help myself? We then use that with clients. You know, she's been Maria's been doing this for almost twenty years, and she, we've been helping clients for over fifteen years. And so during that time, we just kept Im implementing with people that were looking for advice. We started coaching them and doing this kind of whole foods ketogenic approach, which I think is so important for the whole healing part of the weight. You know, it's not just about weight loss. It's also about healing. And I think having those nutrient dense foods and that whole foods approach is really what helps that along. And we have seen incredible, we started saving, we, we would get all of these testimonies from clients 
and we just started saving them. And we, now we've got literally thousands of testimonies that I can go in and search for a condition and get five or six testimonies with improvements on that condition. And it's amazing the breadth of things that people see improvement on. You know, some of it, people will say any weight loss, you'll see healing of certain things like, you know, diabetes or, you know, blood pressure, these type of things. But some of these, it's not about weight loss. There's other mechanisms that are happening, healing in the body. Um, things were like Crohn's disease where people are actually gaining weight eating keto, but have reversed the Crohn's, Crohn's disease. Skin issues like eczema. We've seen incredible improvements uh, with some things like MS and Parkinson's that, you know, it's amazing to see some of the improvements you get. Um, but it's just a, a wide, wide range of issues. Yeah, and I've seen the same, absolutely. And I've heard some of your guys' interviews where you talk about this concept of oxidative priority. And I really want you to, to share that and break that down. I think it's an important concept for uh, the listeners to understand. Yeah, it's one of the basic ways that our body works. And it's really important to understand it, especially when weight loss is one of your goals. And the reason is, Utilizing or understanding oxidative priority will help you to leverage your body fat, which is what you want to burn when you want to uh, lose weight, right? And so, what it is is your body. I, I kind of I like to think of our blood as like fuel lines in a car. You never want too much fuel getting to the engine because it's going to blow up. You don't want to run it too rich. The body doesn't like it either. Body doesn't like a lot of fuel in the blood. We all know that is the case when it comes to uh, glucose, right? Really high glucose levels can kill you. Really high alcohol levels can kill you. So same thing with fat or ketones. You know, you don't want really high levels in the blood and there's not a lot in the blood at any given moment. You know, a normal blood sugar of 85 milligrams per deciliter is about a teaspoon of sugar in the entire blood volume. So that's like 16 calories. So think about that massive milkshake. You know, you're eating at Dairy Queen, how much sugar is coming into the body. The body's got to prioritize so you don't die. And so the, the priority it goes in is basically reverse order of storage capacity. So if you think of it, alcohol has no storage capacity. Your body can't store alcohol. And that becomes the number one priority if that's coming in. Body has to deal with alcohol or it, you could die. So it's got to start burning that alcohol right away. So anything that comes in with the alcohol, it's going to store off. It's going to, just going to store it and deal with it later because it's got to deal with the alcohol because it can't store it. And then you move on to like exogenous ketones. If you do take something like that, again, body doesn't like that too high either. So it's going to prioritize that next. Next would be uh, carbohydrates. Carbohydrates have a moderate storage capacity. So about, I don't know, 1,200 to maybe 2,000 calories stored in your muscle glycogen and liver. So that's kind of a little bit bigger storage tank. So that becomes the third priority. The fourth is protein. But protein, the body doesn't want to use as fuel. It wants to use that to build lean mass. You're constantly turn turning over cells. Your skin cells, your, your body's constantly turning over lean mass, and so it needs amino acids. The last priority then is fat, which theoretically has an unlimited storage capacity, right? We have people with millions of calories of stored fat on their bodies. 
And so if you look at it that way, you start realizing, okay, if I get rid of the alcohol, so I, I'm not displayed, your whole goal with weight loss is let's get down to burning fat, right? And so if you uh, don't drink alcohol, don't take exogenous ketones, keep carbs to an absolute minimum, do about as much protein as you need for lean mass turnover. Uh, and then fat is the one that's left. And you modulate that up and down based on your goals. Your goal is weight loss. You modulate the dietary fat down a little, forcing the body to use stored body fat for fuel. So it's kind of that you know, basic you know, weight loss concept that uh, makes a lot of sense when you look at it that way. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, you always want to eat fat to satiation. But what you're saying there too is if you're trying to lose weight, right, be careful. Don't consume, don't overconsume fat because you got to have, you have multiple camps, right? So some camps will say eat as much as you want if you're in a ketogenic template, right? And other camps will yeah. say, well, you still need to watch it. And I think the, you know, obviously there's a calories in, calories out uh, model. And I think what you're saying is kind of a balance of both, right? Yeah. Just, yep. Yeah. I mean, Calories still matter, mm-hmm. just like, but, but what's important though is hormones are very important too. So, yeah. you know, ho- controlling your hormones controls hunger and control and enables you to eat less calories and be satiated. You know, most people in this lifestyle, they call it high fat lifestyle. If they do a serious accounting of what they eat when they're eating the standard American diet, they're probably eating less fat. They're just yeah. not eating any of the carbs. You know, it's right. you're eating so much more of everything. The standard American diet is a high fat, high carb, you know, pro, a moderate protein diet. And so, if you cut all those carbs out, you're cutting a ton of calories, and yet you're still you're more full than you are if you ate the standard American diet. Yeah, absolutely. And in the keto world, of course, we're always talking about these kinds of macronutrients, getting our obviously our macros right, getting our fat grams correct, lowering the carbohydrates, having the optimal ratio of protein. We also know micronutrients play a critical role when it comes to health and cellular function. And so can you tell us more about what micronutrients are and, and, and some of the best sources in the ketogenic model for micronutrients? Yeah, so this kind of leads into the whole healing side of things. And um, there's a lot of ways you can do keto. And there's a lot of not great ways for your health to do keto. And um, we wanted to point out a lot of this in our book, Keto, uh, where we did a whole chapter on nutrient-dense foods. And one of the things when I was writing that chapter about, I don't know, two and a half, three years ago now, that, you know, I'm a science guy. I've studied a ton about biology and how the bodies work and our food. And then you know, all the cookbooks Maria's written, and I thought I knew a lot about our food. And yet when I started digging into this, I didn't know where all the nutrients were coming from in our food. And a majority of the time it's coming from animal proteins. And that's something that's just not known in our society. I think it's kind of the shying away from animal proteins because of some of these flawed studies that say, you know, red meat causes cancer. These, these bad studies that are out there have kind of made the media not want to recommend animal proteins as a nutrient dense food source. So if you don't get it nutrients from animal proteins, where do you get it? You got to get it from fruits and vegetables. So that's how this, you know, kind of shifted in what's, what is nutrient dense food? We, people think fruits and vegetables, where in reality, the animal protein, just a steak 
a beef steak is going to have more nutrients across a wider range than pretty much any fruit or vegetable. And that was eye-opening to me, and I wanted to make sure our clients knew that as well. But I think that's part of the reason that this lifestyle can be so healing is because you focus on those nutrient-dense foods. You focus on the protein. You focus on low-carb veggies that can complement that. But, you know, the animal protein, which is one of the most nutrient-dense foods, is the focus. And so you get all these nutrients your body needs. And that helps yeah. the healing process. Yeah, in particular with animal protein, you're looking at things like B12, zinc. Zinc is a huge deficiency in our society. So you've got zinc. You actually have a lot of electrolytes, magnesium, potassium, yeah. believe it or not. Most people don't think about that. We think of bananas, right, for potassium. Yeah, get, beats yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Absolutely. And so there's tons of these key nutrients, a lot of B vitamins, um, so you're absolutely right, and, and we don't think about that typically. We just think of animal meat as protein, right? Protein and fat, and that's it. And we think it's kind of devoid of the micronutrients, but you're absolutely right. There are a lot of micronutrients in there. How about some plant-based foods that are rich in micronutrients? What, what do you like there? So in, in our book, we did a bunch of charts where we compared you know, a different fruits and vegetables to beef and then also beef liver. And that's the other thing that is important yeah. to understand is organ meats are off the chart. I mean, if you think beef is nutrient dense, things like beef liver are off the charts. I mean, there might not be a more nutrient dense food on the planet than beef liver. Yeah. It's everything and it's loaded. And some people might be saying, ah, I don't like liver. And, you know, we have some great ways of in implementing it into your lifestyle and getting some portions in that can boost your nutrients without you really noticing it too much. So if you have a nice spicy recipe, like maybe a chili, you got a nice chili recipe with maybe two pounds of beef that go into it, sub about a quarter pound of that for some beef liver ground up. Mix it all up, cook it. You won't even know it's in there, and yet you're going to get a huge boost yeah. in, in vitamins. But as far as uh, you know, vegetables, when we do keto for healing and weight loss. We focus mostly on the protein, but there's other, you know, vegetables like avocados and uh, which technically is a fruit, but your broccoli, your, some of your low carb veggies, they're pretty nutrient dense uh, spinach, you know, some of those greens, uh, those type of things also have a lot of uh, nutrients. And so when you pair those up together, you get this big dose of vitamins and minerals that your body needs to heal. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to the animal foods, I, I forgot to even mention just all the fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin A, D. Like we look at carrots and we think carrots have a high amount of vitamin A, but it's a form that needs to be, it's, it's an unactivated form, the beta-carotene, yeah. whereas we can get the retinol, the fat-soluble retinol, that's going to be really rich in things like egg yolk, um, yeah. liver, like you were talking yeah, about, like hot liver oil or just liver in general. So you get the vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin K2, and most people need more of these fat-soluble nutrients. They're so powerful. And then you've got mitochondrial support nutrients too, like coenzyme Q10, especially your liver, your yeah. organ meats, like you're talking about heart, things like that. So you got your CoQ10, carnitine. If, if you are not, if you don't have enough carnitine, you're not going to be able to burn fat because it's actually a shuttle to help bring fatty yeah. acids into the mitochondria. Right. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, animal meat is so underrated when it comes to its nutrient density and, and organ meats especially. And I'm one of those people where it's like beef liver. To me, it just absolutely like I can't stand the smell of it. 
Yeah. Right? But, but you're right. If you hide it in soups, stews, chilies, things like that, you don't even know. And some companies even have like a 75, 25 or something like that, where they've got burgers that have yeah. the meat kind of ground up the, the organ meat in there. Do you guys use those? Yep. We do that as well. Um, you can, uh, make sausages if you you know somebody's yeah. making their own sausages and mix them in that way. Uh, we've even have a clients who uh, can't even do it the, any of those ways. She'll, they'll cube it up into little cubes and they'll freeze it and they'll just pop one of those. You know, yeah. up, you know, each day you pop a couple of those and you don't even have to taste it. You just swallow it and <laughs> let your body digest it. There you go. Your own homemade supplement right there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, let's talk about the 30-day ketogenic cleanse. Obviously, you guys wrote this book on it. And so how does somebody go about doing a 30-day ketogenic cleanse? So as we work with clients, there's a couple of primary notes through our coaching that we uh, work with clients on. And that is number one, nutrient-dense foods. So there's you know, high, high vitamins and mineral type of foods, whole foods. But then we also, for most clients, we will also have them go nut-free and dairy-free. You know, everybody talks about gluten and, you know, the aller allergies to gluten and sensitivities. Dairy is an even higher allergen than gluten, and it's, it's more common. And so going back to talking about this, you know, healing journey, you got to get rid of those inflammatory foods if, they're, if you're sensitive to them. And a lot of times you don't know that you're sensitive to them. You know, if you're bombarding the body with an allergen that it doesn't really like that much, but you are always taking it in. The body always has antibodies and, you know, it's prepared. If you eliminate it for a month or a couple of weeks and then add it back in, you'll notice it. You'll see suddenly this reaction. And so that's what we do is a 30 day cleanse. It's all dairy free, nut free. We even eliminate sweeteners in the meal plans. So even natural sweeteners like stevia and everything, we, we try to shift the palate away from that sweet flavor to more savory, getting you off of that kind of carb addiction. And then in the book, we also treat the environment as well, which is another important component of healing. And in our book, Keto, we started out with talking about this disease tree, how you have roots of disease, which are all these inputs to the body, right? You have diet, which is very important, sunlight, the amount of exercise you get, how much sleep you get, all of these components are inputs to the body. And when they get off, you end up with these, the leaves, the end results, which can be autoimmune disease, diabetes, all these conditions. So it's going back to look at, let's look at the root causes and fix those so that we can fix the outcomes, the outputs. And that's kind of the way I think from an engineering standpoint, you know, if I get a computer chip and my outputs are wrong, I'm going to look at the inputs and see what's messed up and fix them. But, you know, in, in our uh, medical uh, community these days, so often they just put a bandaid on those outputs. They get a prescription and masks the symptoms and they don't go back and look at root causes. And I think that's where we have to go to really heal. And so the cleanse talks a lot about environmental things like getting common sense sun exposure you know, vitamin D, like you said, is so critical, but, you know, you can take a supplement or eat foods, but in, in the summer with a lot of skin exposed, 20 minutes of sun, 20, 30 minutes of sun exposure can get you 20,000 IU of vitamin D. You're not going to get that from food. And it's a different form than you'd get from food that, you, can, you know, when you made it, make it in the skin, it's, it's, uh, it's much more bioavailable and the body likes it 
You also make things like cholesterol sulfates in the skin, which are very health, healthy and beneficial. So, you know, common sex sun exposure is a key, a, a key component, getting the D levels up. There's other in, environmental inputs that can help as well, like uh, just getting out and moving more. And we, we don't talk about, you know, running marathons. We're just talking about little movements that can add up during the day. You know, think about sitting in a drive-thru and getting a, some food, driving home and then eating it. Versus parking on the far end of the parking lot at the grocery store, walk through the grocery store, picking up all the groceries, get in the kitchen, start chopping things and cooking, like all that, that there's your workout. You don't have to go to the gym, just add those you know, little movements to get the activity level up. So it's, it's kind of a whole a holistic approach of looking at how do we change our whole environment to, to enable healing and weight loss. Yeah, it's so critical because we, we're all exposed to so much environmental stress. And really speaking on that, just daily movement, I'll tell people all the time to park in the back of the parking lot, right? Especially on a nice day, you get the sun exposure, you're walking in, you know, you get that movement, so powerful. And what, what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? You guys apply that in the ketogenic cleanse? Yep, we do. Um, intermittent fasting uh, is something that, you know, it, does, it has health benefits. So, you know, when you compress your eating window down to maybe eight or less hours or maybe even six or less hours, you're getting this time where your body doesn't have to worry about processing food. So it can do other things like autophagy where it, it, it basically reverses the aging clock on your cells. It takes old dying failing cells and, you know, does that turnover and makes new healthier ones. Um, but in, with a ketogenic lifestyle, it becomes natural. And, and what we see is once you go keto after, you know, a few days or weeks, you, you, it just becomes natural that I forgot breakfast. Like, how could you even imagine that when you're on the sad, uh, sad diet, but you just are full all the time, your cravings go away. And so it just makes sense to go to two, maybe two meals a day in a smaller eating window and you feel great the rest of the day. You never don't have any crash or anything like that. So it makes it really easy, but it does have those added health benefits, which are, are a plus as well. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see people make as they try to transition into a ketogenic diet and lifestyle? Probably far and away the biggest one is bulletproof coffee. Uh, everybody we talk to, they think that is keto. And yet everything we just talked about is bulletproof coffee isn't it. <laughs> uh, if you talk about nutrient density, there's no nutrients in a bulletproof coffee. There's just fat and a little bit of vitamin A. And that's it. Like, like I did one of those, the same charts of beef and beef liver for, you know, 400 calories worth versus a bulletproof coffee. There's like nothing. They're all zeros. There's no nutrients. And so you're just getting these empty calories, which, you know, w when we say a standard American diet and empty calories, we're talking about a bunch of carbs with no nutrients. Well, this is a bunch of fat on nutrients. So, that much better uh, you know i'm not saying fat and carbs are equal but um my point is going back to nutrient dense foods that is a big mistake to make especially if you want to heal your body your body needs those nutrients uh so that's probably the biggest one that i see and the next one is probably fearing protein people you know we get so many uh, clients especially women that come 40 grams of protein and they're complaining that their hair's falling out and you know got all these issues, can't sleep. And it's because you're not getting enough protein. You, your body needs protein. And that's one of the big things. If you just get your protein up, usually the hair loss stops. And so 
getting enough protein for your body is critical. And going over protein isn't a big deal, really, as long as you know the other things are in check. Uh, protein shouldn't be feared on a keto lifestyle. So those are the two big things that you guys are seeing, just uh, kind of loading up on like extra fat, like in coffee. Fat like bombs. Or, uh, yeah, fat bombs. Yeah, fat yep. fats and these type yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and fearing the protein. Yeah, I see that often as well. Yeah, those are probably the two biggest. You know, there's other little things that, you know, dis- disagreements on whether calories count or not, which, you know, I think they definitely do. I mean, you can't eat, you know, 8,000 calories a day and expect to lose weight. I mean, calories do matter. But, you know, this lifestyle controls your hunger so that calories are less of an issue, I would say. Right, right. Yeah, it definitely makes a difference. So let's talk about a protein-sparing modified fast. Now, that's a... That's something you guys teach a lot of your clients. Let's talk about what that is and who would who who could benefit from that. So protein sparing modified fast is uh, kind of a different way to get the benefits, a lot of the benefits of like longer term fasting, without the negatives. Um, if you do more than twenty four hours of fasting, there can be some therapeutic benefits to that, and we'd still recommend that to certain people, whether it's you know they have cancer or you know some disease process that they're trying to reverse that might be beneficial with you know, autophagy, but also apoptosis, which ramps up, which is cellular killing, so death, uh, programmed cell death. So they basically, the body takes bad cells that it doesn't want anymore and just gets rid of them. Uh, that you know, process can be helpful for things like cancer, you know, those type of proce- uh, diseases. But in general, the majority of people, they want weight loss. And so instead of uh, doing a longer term fast where you're going to lose lean mass. And studies have shown after the first 24 hours or so, you start losing about a quarter of a pound of lean mass a day. Um, that's not insignificant, you know, and you can, if, if you do a therapeutic fast properly, you refeed, refeed at the end properly to, you know, regain that lean mass. But for weight loss, it's much easier and fast, getting a lot of the benefits, especially from a weight loss standpoint, without the negatives. So it's going back to the oxidative priority, it's basically wiping out your oxidative priority of fuels to force your body to use body fat for fuel. So there's no alcohol, no exogenous ketones, no carbs, uh, just enough protein for your lean mass, and then very little fat, only like 30, 40 grams of fat. Uh, when you're keto adapted, your body can use body fat or dietary fat for fuel equally. It doesn't really care. It can use either one. So if you don't have all the dietary fat coming in, where's it going to go for energy? It's going to tap those fat stores. And so it, a protein sparing modified fast is really great for ramping up weight loss, for breaking a stall. If you hit a plateau, it's a really great tool. You add a couple days a week and it can really get things going again. Yeah, that's great. And so most people, when they're thinking about fasting, especially with today's day and age, you've got, you know, things like the prolonged five-day fasting mimicking diet, right? So this is kind of a different approach, obviously uses a higher protein model, but it's a calorie restricted model, um, I would imagine, right? Um, to really ramp up the weight loss. Yep. Yep. But you know, what's amazing about it is we have clients time and time again, it's really when you do it right, it's, it's, pretty much a carnivore approach as well. You're yeah. just eating animal proteins, right? So you know, leaner animal proteins with little fat, no carbs. Yeah. And what they always come back to us with is 
I can't even eat all the food on your meal plan. And we have a, you know, proteins, fairy meal plans in our little ebook we made that are 600 to maybe 800 calories. Imagine eating, you know, 700 calories and you can't eat it all. Like that is leveraging your hormones, leveraging, you know, your biology to lose weight. Yeah. Powerful, powerful stuff. And so what are your top five favorite ketogenic foods? What's on your plate, you and Maria's plate on a daily basis? The number one focus is going to be animal proteins. So, you know, we eat a lot of beef. We get a, we get a whole cow with two growing, you know, boys at eight, nine years old. They consume the beef like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, uh, that plus we mix in the organ meats that we can, you know, whether it's the heart, tongue, liver, uh, mix a, that in a little bit of a ratio just so it's all coming in, boosting those nutrients. We all, you know, any uh, fish, seafood, we try to rotate in fish and seafood up the omega-3s, you know, at least weekly, you know, get some in. When we're, we spend some time in Hawaii in the winters to get away from the Wisconsin winters here, and I eat fish pretty much every day, and that's kind of my dose. They have fresh fish there, which is amazing. But so other than that, we usually add the vegetables as color, texture, flavor beyond that. So, you know, you're talking about maybe some caramelized onions on your burger, or we don't have an issue with dairy. Uh, we're not trying to lose weight. We're, so, you know, we'll have some cheese on your burger, that kind of thing. Maybe a little side of greens or, you know, that's, but again, texture, color, flavor, you know, additions to that, that uh, I, one of the meals I really like is like a Mexican where I take, you know, ground beef, Mexican spices, cheese, sour cream, salsa, and then use pork rinds as my chips. And it's a, that's an awesome meal. Yeah. You got some guacamole on that too. Uh, I'm one of the people at, you know, avocados, either you like them or you don't. And I'm kind of, Oh, in, okay. You're not, you're not an avocado eater. Okay. I see. <laughs> that's funny. Well, what are some final words of wisdom, Craig, for our listeners here? Well, I think, you know, Everybody talks about this crazy keto diet, and I, t I tend to think of it as when is eating meat and vegetables a crazy idea? When does that become some extreme idea, right? You're, that's really all you're doing. You're eating meat, and you're eating some low-carb vegetables with it. it. It really doesn't have to be that hard, and it isn't that extreme. You know, it's, this is how our ancestors lived. And so getting back to that and, and focusing on nutrient-dense whole foods is the key. You don't want more empty calories, you know, like a bulletproof coffee. You want lots of nutrients to feed your cells and to help heal your body. And so stick with those nutrient-dense whole foods and, and you'll see success. Love it. Well, that is Craig Emmerich, him and his wife, Maria. They've got a ton. How many books do you guys have out? What, 10, 12? <laughs> 10, 12, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. We actually yeah. have a carnivore book coming this year. Okay, yeah, there you go. And it, so if you go to Amazon, you just type in Emmerich, um, you'll see this whole plethora of books. And of course, we talked about ketogenic cleanse, but they've got a lot of these principles that they're talking about in all their books. And so definitely would recommend them. Check it out. Uh, amazing recipes, a lot of things to really support you on your ketogenic journey. And if you enjoyed today's interview, you're enjoying the Keto Edge Summit, I uh, would love to hear your questions, your comments in the comments section below. We'll see you guys on a future presentation. Be blessed, everybody. Bye-bye.
Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.